0: Welcome to Wheels, Deals & Meals, where we talk all things good food, good business, and good cars. And now, here is your host, Arnold Gasita, founder and CEO of Petra Automotive Products. Let's roll! Today's show is a very special show, uh, not just because of his business uh, stature and the things that he is doing and has done, but also because he's a very, very, very close personal uh, friend of mine. Maybe too personal. But uh, today on the show, we have Francisco Gonzalez. We call him Pancho. I think most of the people in the industry call you Pancho, no? Yes.
1: Um, I'm, I'm, I think you know, if you say Francisco, somebody said know uh, Who is that guy?
0: Who is that guy? That guy? <laughs> so Pancho Gonzalez is really what most people, if not everybody, knows him by. I know his dear friends and people that do business with him. That's that's typically what they they call him as Pancho. So, Pancho, thank you for being on the show.
1: Thank you very much. Thank it's, you. Thank it's, you, it's, it's,
0: it's I'm so happy to have you here and just to talk about you and your life and your success. Before we do any of that stuff, what is the most favorite place for you to travel? Your favorite place to go to? Wow! I, a... I, I have something in my mind. I just want to see what. <laughs> what is your favorite place to go to?
1: Uh, you know, I have I have a few, but uh, what do you when you if you ask me. Uh, what is it that uh, you feel at home you feel uh, you know just uh, because of many things obviously including the food and the uh, the whole thing the whole atmosphere would be a spain would be a spain but i have uh, you know just a favorite place in um, uh istanbul in in, uh, in turkey and other places but i would say spain would be the complete experience for me, but I, I enjoy Spain?
0: it. I, I mean, I've, so in Spain, I've only traveled to Barcelona and mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic. Yes. What What city
1: are you particularly like in Spain? Um, you know, I love Madrid. I, I, I mean, it depends on what, what you're doing uh, and what you're looking for. Uh, Spain as a, as a whole is, is uh, I feel I feel at home. It's just I love the food. Uh, Barcelona, which is in the north in Catalonia, they have is a beautiful city. City uh, architecture, famous for that, with great tradition. Uh, I mean, hardworking people, uh, industrial, uh, a lot of business, very progressive, very very uh, successful uh, place. But when you go to Madrid, which is the capital city, you see you 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 also get the real flavor of Spain. The Spanish, exactly the Castellano and the Castilian, and and uh, and, uh, and then you go to to Seville, Sevilla, and, and that's the, you know the whole Andalusia, Andalusia, which is uh, uh, when I when I go there and I ask my family after we visit it, normally uh, Sevilla or Seville comes as a number one for for mostly everybody yeah. after they they experience the whole the whole Spanish um culture and the whole thing I, I would say that seville Sevilla, would be number one
0: so what's your favorite thing to eat
1: there uh, there's i have a few dishes that uh, very simple dishes because it doesn't have to be sophisticated in my book i mean you're uh, a food guy I, I i love food and i travel and i try you know just uh, in this in these uh, first i believe that it's a great idea what you what you did doing this. Uh, And very fortunate uh, name with uh, with wheels, deals and meals. Because when you're traveling, if if that's all you're doing, you have to experience the whole thing. And you you, those three, you know, talk about business, uh, you know, you in your industry with cars and all that. uh, I think it is. It is something that you, you have to do. You have to enjoy it as you travel. And, and get to know places, get to know culture, get to know the food, and the, the, the culture of, of a country or a city. So I would say uh, there is a restaurant in Madrid, there is a restaurant in Madrid, and, um, and as I said, very simple dish, it's called uh, Huevos Rotos, and uh, there is a place, Casa Lucio, which is eggs is- broken. Is eggs, you know, is or broken eggs, I guess, broken eggs that would be huevos rotos, broken eggs, or or and they come with potato, with potato, the Spanish potato, and and they break the eggs, uh, and it's just just a very simple, but uh, and you know what, I tried to make them. I ask people to hey, you know, this is this looks easy, but it doesn't taste the same for you know as, as many yeah, times. A, that you ellos, go back and you try to make it, well, you a know why well, you, you feel, you, you, you ask the people. Have there. you ever ate,
0: so you, do you like that over una tortilla española?
1: Uh, yeah, well tortilla uh, española is, uh, is, is a must, yes. you go there, but this is something- so. So for
0: people that don't know that a tortilla española is not a Mexican tortilla. It is really an omelette. It's an omelette. It's a big round omelette that is typically served as an appetizer, right? As an appetizer all the time. Typically, typically onions
1: and potato. Uh, Beautiful potatoes. Very (laughs) delicious. Incredible.
0: There isn't a place I remember when I went to Barcelona, I would order that everywhere we went. There isn't a place that we didn't stop to eat that it was just delicious. And I have tried to duplicate it a number of times, and I can't.
1: Yeah, between the Tortilla Española or the, tor- <laughs> the Spanish omelette and, uh, and uh, the olives that yes. they give you, olives uh, yeah. everywhere because you travel, you take the train and you see them for two hours, three hours, all you see is um, is olive uh, trees, olive trees. And, uh, which is amazing. What about the wine? Do you like the Spaniard wine? Yes, I do, I do. and uh, I, uh, it's my favorite wine. Any place in uh, in uh, in Spain, He's got you know a good Rioja or a good uh, Ribera del Duero, and uh, you know just a good uh, uh, Tempranillo or uh, white with Albarino, and uh, I mean it's just a, it, it when is. you put it all together. That's why I said okay, Spain. Has it to
0: is, go. and that's what I was thinking about as as you're making the story, and I'm picturing it all in my mind. One of the great things about Spain is that you can go into any little hole in the wall probably a restaurant. We're in a, we're at a, at a place in Houston called Picos and we're in the tequila room, six tables, more or less. You can go into any hole in the wall in Spain. That's probably six to 10, 12 tables. And you will have that, the the owner talking to you, the dishes coming out, the tapas, the wine. There's also a little like shot they give you at the end. Do you remember that? Uh, in Barcelona, everywhere we went, they okay. would give you like this like lemon shot of something. I don't remember the name, but at the end, every restaurant would bring in like that was your last toast to the restaurant. And it, it's but it's that atmosphere, that homie, owner, a couple of tapas, wine, friends,
1: you can't beat it. Uh, and also you can, uh, this the, the, what you said, the whole, the whole enchilada. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is not the whole enchilada, but it's the whole experience because you have to also add to that the personality of the people you interact That's with right the, even the owner and they have the waiter they can be a, you <laughs> know they have their own uh, little style yeah, well, no, their own do. style they, but once you get there you enjoy it because you you're enjoying the whole thing you do it's a whole it's the whole experience the whole
0: the whole enchilada so spain is one of your favorite places um is uh, and is is that your favorite food, Spaniard food, or do you, or when it comes to no, food, very, uh, what's what's your favorite type of food?
1: I I, I love. I uh, I think uh, I love pastas. I love, uh, but but Spain has some some special flavor that uh, really I identify with. Uh, obviously Mexican food. Uh, I was born and raised in Mexico. I guess we'll 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 talk about that. Yeah. I'm Mexican. Proud to be Mexican. Uh, and, uh, and now just in this great country in the US but uh, but I love Mexican food obviously and I try but I try to you know do you do the pasta do you like the pastas
0: above Mexican or Mexican above the pasta? Um, don't be shy now. Uh, yeah no I know I don't want, I don't, I, don't, I, don't
1: want to, I don't want to offend my, my, my family and I don't want to offend my friends. My Italian friends my Italian friends. No, I would say Mexican first okay. Mexican as a, as a day every day. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, so. I, Mexican is got a good to your design, go-to so, Yes, yeah. Mexican is, is just a, the, the 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 everyday that you enjoy. You have your favorite places like like this one that we're gonna talk about. Yeah, like Picos. Yeah. And uh, since I got here in Houston, mm-hmm. I and this is by, he's, uh, been. he's become my place, and I I know them uh, very well. And uh, you know they know me well. And they, this this the is the best part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it is. It is. Uh, and we, we're going to enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Now, let's talk about you a little bit. Before we talk about your history, today you currently are the CEO of um, Lopez Dorado. Dorada. 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 Lopez Dorada. Lopez Dorada, so Dorada based in Oklahoma.
1: Yes. That's you
0: guys have nine
1: plants? No, we have four plants.
0: Four plants. Four plants. Four plants okay, so Lopez Dorada. Four plants around the U.S., based in Oklahoma, and you are the CEO.
1: Yes. And your company does what? Uh, well, we are first, uh, you know, just uh, been there for for over a year, a little bit over a year. Um, my company, Lopez Dorada, is the largest uh, Hispanic uh, protein uh, protein processing company in the U.S., the largest. Which, I, you know, I'm I'm very I'm, I'm honored and I'm proud to to be part of this team and uh, now be leading uh, Lopez Zorada into, into the, next, uh, the, next, uh, the next, the next generation, the next generation, the next thing. And uh, yes, so, and uh, you know, just probably uh, Hispanic company, Hispanic, uh, Hispanic owned, minority owned, um, and we, uh, we manufacture uh, food, meaning um, beef, uh, pork, and poultry. For uh, the QSR, or the quick service restaurant, several of the so quick you're processing
0: beef, chicken, and pork. Yes, for the quick, for the not quick. I'm talking automotive now. For the uh, for the for the quick food
1: industry. For the uh, quick service restaurant. Okay, McDonald's. Uh McDonald's is one of the one of the customers. Okay. I don't know if we can name them, but oh yes, yeah. Uh, so McDonald's, McDonald's is one. Burger uh, Starbucks, Burger King, and we also uh, have uh, manufactured and had it for um, one of the largest uh, retail uh, chains uh, in the U.S. Okay. So just that, that, that's what the, so, that we do.
0: Today. So your company processes meat. All right. the meat that we eat, I ate at, at McDonald's uh, Friday, I think. My I said I would need to get something quick, and the go-to is uh, McDonald's, right? So what do you what do you what do you make
1: for these companies? Are you making
0: hamburgers patties?
1: Yeah, the patties, the beef patties. We do uh, the the sausage, the pork sausage. Uh, we do nuggets, uh, chicken nuggets. We do uh, in in this uh, the chicken chicken uh, patties, and uh, and also uh, other products for other customers. But uh, but pretty much it. That that's what you know when you normally when you go to a restaurant. Uh, we don't do anything out of the whatever product that you uh, that you have in these restaurants. Right. Um, some of it, especially the protein piece, uh, we manufacture that. Wow, incredible! Four plants. Um, how many employees? Uh, over the around twenty-two uh, hundred. Twenty-two hundred in the four plants. We have, uh, as I said, you said, based on our our offices uh, based out of Oklahoma. We have uh, the the oldest and the largest uh, plant uh, out of Oklahoma City. Then we have one uh, in Ponca City in the border with Kansas. We have another plant that is uh, uh, chicken in uh, North Carolina, and then one plant that is pork out of uh, Iowa in Cherokee, Iowa. And uh, that that's our business. And uh, it's been... I, I imagine
0: that in a business like yours, right, everybody has quality control, right? Every business has quality control, but in your world. That's got to be one of the most important positions there is, is the
1: quality control of meat. No question about it. And I, and I would I would go you know a little bit a bit uh, of uh, further. Um, that quality in everything we do, because end of the day you have a final product. But but there's a uh, and even, okay, what's your favorite, uh, uh, you know, in our conversation, the food and the places. When you enter, when you have, when you are in this this industry, especially, um, three words that immediately come to, to, to my mind that does, uh, you know, is, uh, you mentioned, you asked, is people, okay, uh, you know, just having good people, trained people, happy people, excited people, motivated people, then uh, quality in everything we do every single step of the process has to be with quality that as a result you have a very high quality uh, product for our customers because you have to
0: be consistent
1: consistent every day there's uh yeah. there's uh in a supply chain and uh they call it practically the daily miracle
0: right yeah because happens, I, the daily I can't miracle. go to mcdonald's tomorrow and go wow this tastes different Right, or, it's got to be any, Or
1: any, any other company. Just just like, but you're totally right. Yeah. it's Consistency, quality, uh, and then the third the third uh, word that we tried and it's part of our motto and uh, you know what we tried to do is do it correctly, do it right the first time. I mean. It's time to do it right the first time. Uh, it saves time, but also you making sure that there is no, that what you offering, and that's, that's what we offer finally uh, to our customers, because there is a final consumer that is enjoying that every day, 24 hours a day. Right. So is. It's, uh, it's been, uh, for me, it's been fascinating, uh, and uh, I'm very happy, and I say it's honored uh, to, to be now. There's something that in the, in the industry is called the three-legged stool. That stool that needs three legs to be standing and be strong, uh, and that is in the food in the food industry, the quick service restaurant industry, uh, is called the three components are uh, franchises when it's a franchise business, company, uh, employees or the company, and then the supply chain piece, and that's something and I, I can tell you. As as my friend, I'm very proud to, to to say that I've been I've been a part of the three-legged stool. Which, I don't know how many which, people are yeah I don't know in, how many people in those, have said in those that. Three. Um, which also makes you a great leader, right? Because you know the needs of each one. Yes. Well, you know you 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 have participated. You have the experience. I uh, yeah, I started my I started my my career in the cube in a, in a hospitality service uh, restaurant industry. Um, so, so actually, let's talk about that thirty how, years ago. How did you get in the restaurant business? What was your first job in the restaurant business? Yes, well, um, where did Pancho
0: Gonzalez start this?
1: i am I am from a, from a place, a state of a province in in Mexico is Tabasco, Tabasco, mexico, mm-hmm. in the south southeast of Tabasco, near uh, in the Gulf of Mexico. I was born and raised there, and uh, had a chance to go out and went to Canada for college, and they and they came back to to my hometown. And um, at some point of time, I wanted to do something different, and then I started looking for for something that um, you know you want to go with a big one. You want to go with a with with a company that uh, that you believe is gonna take you to that next step. So I applied. I applied to be a McDonald's franchisee in Mexico. Okay, that was a long process. Long process that. Uh, you know, I had to do a lot of things and uh, try to, you know, to 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 get capital and all that, uh, that adventure, and uh, that happened 30 years ago, actually September 14, uh, 1993. It's going to be 30 so years. So 30 years ago in Tabasco. In Tabasco, Mexico, you I opened your I first slide, and I opened my first McDonald's restaurant uh, in in Villahermosa. Villa and that was Mosa, the first Tabasco. time you were a owner of. Uh, that was the first time I didn't work for the company. I came directly as a franchisee for um, what is called today, the oil and gas area. Uh-huh. And I had the franchise, the franchise agreement for the oil and gas area. I had three cities and three states uh, south of okay, wait, a wait a minute,
0: so you, you become a franchise owner, mm-hmm. you have
1: one McDonald's. Yes. Then, then how many years did you do that? Eight years. Eight years just to one McDonald's? No, eight years uh, that I, I opened five different restaurants. Okay. So eight years, in eight years, you opened five McDonald's? Five McDonald's in three different states, in three different cities. All in Mexico? All in Mexico. Okay, that's
0: phenomenal. Yes. I mean, that's almost, you know, one a year. Okay, so eight restaurants, I
1: mean, five restaurants now. Now what do you do? Year eight, what's the next thing? Yes. Well, I, I, as being a franchisee, I became president for all the uh, the franchisees for all the the McDonald's franchisees in Mexico in the country. Okay. Very. So now um, working for corporate, still owning your still owning my five. Now you're the president of the association of the association of franchisees in Mexico. Very involved with company activities. We got to know to we, we got to know each other. Uh, So very involved. In 2000, in 2000, year 2000, I was awarded, I I won something that is the most important um, award that I believe that I won in my life. It's called the Golden Arch Award. Golden Arch Award winner is given every other year, every two years, to uh, at least in my time, 25 to 26 franchisees around the world. And I was, I, I got that award in 2000. The Golden Arch Arch Award. Award. The most important recognition. It sounds prestigious already, especially uh, at McDonald's World, right? Yes, it is the most important recognition in the franchisee world of McDonald's. Right, right. so you got that. And right after that, for some reason, um, I started getting invited to different dinners and people talking to me, if I had ever considered the possibility of uh, becoming a mcdonald's employee okay so and what's in order next? in order to do that you got to sell that because i couldn't be <laughs> right. uh, that was part of it. it would be a conflict and then um in 2002 i i my restaurants until december 31st of 2001 with a deal already uh-huh. on uh december 31 and then uh january 3rd of 2002 I was already um a vp for the company they put me in this fast track program. so you had sold the restaurants already with the date yes right
0: and so same guy bought all your restaurants same person okay so and approved he, so you, an so approved you, person so this this company you built for eight years now corporate wants you you make a deal with somebody to buy your stores out Perfect. correct you stay there until the date that you agreed to, yes. And three days later, you start as I, vice president. I was president.
1: working in Venezuela, in Caracas. They moved you to Venezuela. Uh, the, just as a it was a, it was a fast track. It was a training program to get me to know the corporate side. Okay. Because I knew very well the franchise side. Okay. So I went to that took me to Venezuela, uh, to Brazil in Sao Paulo, Argentina for, for some time and also the headquarters that, uh, for McDonald's were in, or at that time in, in uh, Oak Brook, uh, Illinois, a suburb of uh, Chicago. And then I took the position seven months later. Uh, seven, eight months later, I took the position as a VP of operations for Mexico, and that, that was the next step. Wow, so you open one store,
0: then within eight years, five, you become the president of the Association of the Franchisees. Correct. And then you sell the business, go into corporate, become vice president of all those franchisees in the in the country Correct. of Mexico. Correct. That's phenomenal. And that it from the time you bought it to the time you became VP. How many years? Eight, nine. Uh, eight years. Eight years. Yeah, eight Which is years. Really credit. Okay. Well, now so now you're VP of Mexico. and
1: Now what's next? I became uh, uh, you know just uh, three years later, I was promoted to VP of operations for Mexico and Central America. So they gave me six more countries, uh, that included, except for Belize, but I had Guatemala, Salvador, Honduras, uh, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, and Panama. How many stores? Uh, There were like a total, like um, around 500 restaurants. Okay. 500 restaurants. A lot. It's a lot, but you know, just- uh, And a lot spread out in a lot of countries. uh, Yes. And uh, you know, the the important part about this, uh, to us, education and development, is that you had not only the borders, you have different currencies. You have lempidas, you have colons, you have uh, quetzales, you have pesos, you have dollar, US dollar. So, and different import export uh, laws that you have to deal with. That's, that's kind of a, a master's degree on that, on trading. <laughs> on, on, and yeah, uh, on logistics, and, and, international logistics trade. and international trade. Yeah. Okay. So, and then I came back, I became after that. Um, I became the managing director or the president for McDonalds, Mexico. Okay. For managing director for McDonald's for the entire country. Okay. Before I moved to the US and the McDonalds brought me to the US to Chicago. So you become president of the McDonald's uh Mexico, managing, Mexico director. managing Director. Yes. And then and then they promote you and you move to the US? Yes. To Houston? To uh, no, I went to Chicago first okay. as a VP of franchising and operations. Okay. For the greater Chicago region where okay. the headquarters are. huh. Three years there. Then they moved me to uh, VP and general manager for Great Lakes over uh, Michigan region at that time. Okay. Moved to Michigan. I worked in Indianapolis before Chicago, getting me acclimated to the US for um, a period of seven months, something like that. And then um, after Michigan I was I came with the same position larger region. I came to Houston. that's how I got to Houston and um, I I ran uh, McDonald's the, the, the old what is the, the Houston region. I met my wife here. And I decided me. that uh, I met you and uh, many other people. I mean, I'm not at the level. Of your, I'm not at the level of your
0: wife, <laughs> but, but you met me. <laughs> I got involved
1: with uh, with his funny Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. and I stayed here. And I decided to stay in Houston. That uh, I wanted to to and, live in Houston. And then from there. You left McDonald's, right? Yes. And then you went to work for? I worked to, uh, went to work for Inspire Brands. Which and, is, is it, uh, is,
0: it the, is it the largest? Um... Uh, they're the
1: second, I understand, that they're the second largest chain in the US after after McDonald's. And they own uh, they owned, um, Sonic, they own Arby's, uh, Jimmy Jones, Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and Baskin Robbins.
0: And your position with them there? And was-
1: then I became uh, the VP Vice President for the Americas. So I have come from Canada all the way to uh, Mexico, uh, Central America, South America, Puerto Rico and the Caribbean. Uh, almost nothing. Almost a fourth of the world. Yes. It's not not, in population, uh, it's probably a third of the world. Yeah, 16 countries. Yeah. 16 countries that I was responsible for. And I had a, you know, just uh, as a a development, it was a great experience. A great experience, but, uh, you know, that put me more brands and uh, knowledge about different systems and different brands. And uh, finally, uh, I got a call. From a good friend uh, asking me about this uh, position I have today, At and Lopez Dorada. Uh, and, Lopez and uh, you know that was the, the the change that I I took um, thirteen months ago.
0: And and in this whole span, so thirty years, right? When you start buying your first franchise to today as CEO, it took thirty years, right? Correct. We talk about this in the podcast all the time, and I hope I'm not hammering it too much, but I think one of the I think there's so many young people today with such great talent. But one of the things that I think social media, the internet, things that happen fast, has messed up the young people is that they want everything now. Right? Yeah. If there the internet are. is too slow, it's oh my God. And you and I were in doubt. We didn't, first of all, when we started, there was no internet. And, mm-hmm. and when we got internet, it was dial up. Right? And you'd yep. sit there and wait for the little dots to, to go through to finally sign in. One of the things that I'm hoping that people hear over and over consistently from everybody that we've interviewed, whether it's restaurant guys, automotive guys, is is that today's youth, talented, great, great, young people are great, but they're missing the, 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 the realization that to get to be Pancho Gonzalez took 30 years. It didn't happen year one or no. two or, or eight five. or 15, right? It took 30 years it you know i've been in this business for uh 32 years there you are 32 years to get to that point right so if you're talking to a young person today we all make mistakes and we all make good decisions right so you've made good ones you've made bad ones from your experience if you're talking to somebody today that wants to get in the restaurant business or any business what is your advice to them What what is three things that you can tell that young person
1: Yes. Well, uh, first I would say based on that, and uh, your, uh, your, your comment about 30 years, you know, it could be faster. It could be, but it takes time. It's very hard. And I actually, I don't know anybody that I know personally that comes that can go from uh, point A to point Z in one direction, right? Very hard. So it's what what uh what I call the 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 tree of uh, of the decision logic tree that sometimes you have to take lateral laterals you have to then to get to the following point to the B and to the C so it takes time always when I talk to people and uh you know not only Hispanic but in general and it sounds like a cliche but I, I don't think it is I believe it is it is uh, it's, it it can sound simple that. There's the difference. First, I, I, I normally mention four points. One is uh, work hard, and say, "Well, okay, that's that's kind of obvious, right?" No, work hard, forget results, get the expected, meet and or exceed, preferably exceed the results that or the expectations that somebody in your career. Has that's the first one. You have to work, and it's not. It doesn't happen in a year. It doesn't happen in five years. You have to be patient, and you have to be doing things. And maybe you can move, but always don't lose the north. You need to know where you, and you don't know exactly where you're gonna land in that uh, in that uh, journey. Mm-hmm. But you kind of know that you want something else and bigger and better for you, for your family, professionally, etc. Right. That's the first one. The, first, the second that I find um, is you have to you have to take some risk and you have to get out of your comfort zone and I'll give you an example a very classic example I relocated in that in those 30 years I relocated nine times I re, I, I, I moved I lived in 11 temporary houses so you have to take some risk and say I'm gonna do it even though you have to jump into the river if you wanna get to the other side of the river. And swim, Yeah, swim, you'll get help and you'll get tired. Take a chance. Take a chance, take the risk, take the chance. That's the second. Third, that is very, very important. I mean, the four for me have have worked and they are very important. The the third, take every single chance that you have for development. And development doesn't necessarily mean uh, academic uh, you know, just degrees or whatever. Take any single chance of development or education, meaning workshops. Uh, be, uh, somebody says, a friend of mine says, be and become a student of your business, of your industry. Study, see what happens. You Heard have to be times. aware that what is going on, yeah. what's what happening, what's the next yeah. thing, who's doing something right. that is uh, worth uh, following. And the fourth, that with no question is gonna help you uh, is create a network. The networking and uh, some people do it better. And I don't know, to be honest, if that is cultural or is something, but create a network. I call it, you need to have, and, and you don't know that, but but you're part of that, uh, uh, my private board of directors, my per- personal board of directors, people that you can go and check. This is what I'm thinking that people can, can tell you you know what? You're crazy or tried, or you never know when somebody's gonna say, "Oh, I Arnold, I know Arnold, I know Pancho. Yes, he's they're they're good." So creating that network, 100%. people underestimate that that uh, for uh, piece uh, that is critical. Uh, that is very. That cool. is so true. You can't be in a room,
0: right? You got to be out, yes. meeting people, networking yes. to be successful. Pancho, you are successful. Um, you're a great friend. I hope people get a lot out of this podcast. Um, Thank you for those four points, for your history, for all we've talked about. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to end this at the bar with a little tequila toast when we come back. All right, so we wanted to end the show today with uh, showing the background of this great bar here at Fico's. Uh, Of course, my friend and expert in tequila, but he's never given me these stories until today, is going to give us a little story about this tequila— so, Pancho, what's the story about this tequila?
1: Thank you. Well, we we we, taste, we tried some very good tequila with Monica here. And Monica Richards, excuse me, she's the expert. Um, I just like tequila and enjoy tequila. This is Clase Azul, and I, uh, the first time I had it, I, I love the, the story about, apparently, uh, the owner of Clase Azul. This is a, this is a reposado. It's not Añejo, it's a Añejo, it's a reposado. And uh, the owner, he said to his sister, uh, you know what, we're going to be producing great tequila, great quality, but we need to have something that is distinctive. The bottle, give me something. She's a designer, I understand, or she was a designer. Bring me something that is unique, that is, that will make people, you know, remember, that it will be memorable, but also that is relevant for the people. So, uh, with, uh, with Clase Azul Reposado, first, she came with the idea, she came with this, that the shape... The shape of the bottle. You put it backwards, upside down. Uh, if uh, you can see that it's is a leg, it's, it can, it can it's a table it's, leg. It's a table leg uh, for one of those very classic wooden Mexican tables. Okay. Uh, with so a, this would be like in the kitchen of a Mexican home. Uh, yes, or a Spanish influence uh, Mexican. Uh, table leg. So that's the first thing. I said, okay, that's good. That's a good first step. Second uh, is the design of the bottle. This is talavera mexicana. This is talavera. And talavera candy is a ceramic, a special kind with the den- denomination of origin. Uh, it has to be called talavera. It has to be from, Puebla Mexico. from so, Puebla, Mexico. So
0: this is made from the stuff in Puebla? Yes.
1: And it cannot be, can be made to be called talavera. And I understand you can see uh, that, all that in the bottle. Okay. That, uh, the D.O., the Denomination of Origin, free. that is real from uh, Puebla. And then finally, you know, there's a beautiful, the design, the blue and the white. Uh, it's called Clase Azul. You're going to find different bottles. For this one, all the bottles do the same. When you're having fun, when you're enjoying a good tequila, a good company with a friend, uh, you, can, you can also say and do <laughs> That's when you call, more. you know, more. I want more tequila, or I'm having a good time. Very good time. The so, that, you know, I like the story, and I, I stay with you and I love the tequila. It's great quality, and uh, something that you can also get here as people. The... Great. Let's
0: taste it. Let's do it.
1: we will be tequila right. out.
0: Our director will have to drive us home. <laughs> Ancho, thank you for thank being you on the show. Much. Thank you. Lord. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for being part of my life. Salud. 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 All right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to enjoy this food. We're going to have Monica Richards join us, who is the uh, director of this restaurant. Also the daughter of Arnaldo Richards, the the owner of Picos here in Houston. And she's gonna tell us a little bit more about uh, uh, what we have here. Thank you for listening to Wheels, Deals and Meals. Your main source for all things good and fun, business, food and cars. If you like this episode, make sure to rate us and subscribe. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please leave a message at the link below. Till next time, happy eating.